Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a 54-year-old lady in red, in act two of my career and living my best life. My perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom, and truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Hello, I'm Sherry Godfrey, and I'm super excited to be here. I'm here really to let you know that being 50 in the next stage and in the next chapter of life is freaking awesome. Everything that I have learned up until now has built me into the person that I am today, an outside the box thinker, somebody who can intuitively tap in to what somebody else is thinking so that we can draw out their best self. See, I've had some hard knocks. I've fallen down, I've stumbled, skinned my knees and I've stood back up again. And today I stand before you taller and prouder than I ever have before. 50 plus has seen nothing yet, because look out world, here I come. Welcome to episode two of the Encore podcast. Today, I am having my very first special guest, and it is my honor and my privilege to introduce to you my friend and someone I often collaborate on business projects with and plan to do so much more in the future, Sherry Godfrey. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. I am absolutely ecstatic to be here with you, and what an honor and a privilege to be your first guest. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Ah, well, you know how much our friendship means to me. Mm. It has certainly blossomed in the last year or two. We, uh, I don't know, we had a a lightning moment, and suddenly we were besties. (laughs) And that comes from a shared passion for who we are, and for lifting each other up and for growing businesses and shining the spotlight on other people like us, which kind of brought us to the natural conclusion that you would be my first guest today. Mm. So I am very excited about that. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? And I'd like to start with, what was your life like before 50? So whatever you're willing to share, who you were, what you did, some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, if you're willing to share them. Just tell us a little bit about Sherry. Wow, before 50. Uh, Highlights and lowlights, there's been some, literally and figuratively. So I'm a military brat, for those who don't know me. My dad spent 35 years in the military, and I grew up in military housing. I never actually lived in what I would classify as a real home. It was always in military housing with military families. And I think that that has really given me the foundation of who I am. I tend to not plant roots very firmly. I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. And I think that ability from the military has really entrenched in my soul. Some of the lowlights, though, of being in the military is that I always felt like I was that odd girl out that I never really truly fit, that my roots never really were firmly planted. 
I always felt like I was that girl who was on the outside of the circle, peeking in, just wanting to be like one of them, but always being on the outskirts. So for a while, I really was a wallflower. I was wow. meek and mild. I was quiet. I tried not to say too much because it seemed like it just wasn't the right thing to say at the right time. So for a lot of years, I stayed silent, which is shocking for those who know me now. That is not the woman that I know. That shocking. Is, like, thank you for being so honest so quickly because that is not the woman that I know. No, and that quiet girl, so to speak, is the girl who got married in her early 20s. So I got married uh, 2021, had my kids, I had two kids under two by the time I was 23. Oh boy. And I was living across the country from Nova Scotia, and now I'm in Victoria, BC, with no family around, with a husband who's a sailor, who's never home, and believe it or not, yes sir, no sir, how high can I jump sir? That was me. Wow. That was me. It was one of those that we knew our place in the military. And if family had been um, wanted by the military, it would have been part of the kit that was issued to you. So family was not to cause trouble. They were sort of to sit back and just wait for what was going to come. And I did that. I did that. And when I look back now, I don't regret doing that because it has given me the opportunity today to be able to stand up and say, yeah, hell no. Right. <laughs> Not any more. <laughs> so it was a really big pivotal moment when I decided to leave my marriage. Oh, okay. We're going there. Yeah. And okay. it was a volatile split. Uh, it took me down to the darkest depths. Um, I've been in court probably for about 12 or 13 years throughout that demise of the marriage. It's really not a great place. But what it taught me was to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. That if something was worth fighting for, uh, you had the right to have a voice. You had the right to stand up and scream. And you had the right to stand up and say, no more. Right. No more. So God bless. Husband number two came along. Um, and he kind of likes the a little bit bolder in your face backbone sherry right and he supports me 100 percent, which in my 40s lit me on fire so it allowed that little girl to find her voice to start to blossom to stand up and to allow other women to do the same that's beautiful Actually, the way we met was through one of your networking endeavors. Mm -hmm. So what I admire the most about you, well, there's lots of things I admire about you, but one of the things I admire the most about you is your ability to connect people. Mm. And if you want to do something and you see a need and it doesn't exist, guess what? You just create it. And you have made some beautiful spaces for women to unapologetically sing their own praises to network and in some cases also just have fun and just kick back and I love that you've created a couple of different spaces a lot of the same women participate in everything you do because everyone wants to be part of Sherry's world 
<laughs> so it's really fun to get the opportunity to do that. And that was where we first connected. I thought, who is this woman? I want to be like her. She puts all these beautiful mm. women together. She creates these amazing events. She starts these really meaningful conversations. She's authentic and real and doesn't shy away from the, the tough stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think a really important moment for me when I was getting to know you was we did a workshop together that a mutual friend put together and it was at a time when I was in a season of change so I wasn't in my best place I think I cried all day and then my husband of course asked me why I paid money to go somewhere that made me cry all day good question however you were also there and you were being pretty authentic that day as well and you shared and I will never forget that you are the best at bringing on other people Mm -hmm. and shining the spotlight on other people, but not so much yourself. 100%, 100%. There is nothing that I love more than being on stage. So I've had a gift to speak from a very young age. I now know that that's a gift, but I've always found myself standing at the front of the room, not afraid to be there, not timid to be there, but unworthy of holding that space. So if I bring somebody else up and if I highlight them, it takes the spotlight off of me and it allows somebody else to shine. And I love allowing other women to shine and I absolutely love sharing the spotlight, but it has taken me some time to learn that I too deserve to be in that spotlight on my own. Oh, hell yeah, you on do. On my own. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. And that's probably the biggest fault, if we can call it that, that a lot of business coaches have labeled me on, is that you don't take the spotlight enough for yourself, that you deflect or direct it to somebody else. And then sometimes you do just need to stand on your own, knowing that nobody else needs to be in that spot in order for you to occupy it as well. It's been a really hard growing lesson. Yeah, it's a big journey. It's a big journey. It is definitely yeah. a big journey. I know you talked about the big change, obviously, personally, when you were in your 40s and you left a marriage and started again. That's I have so much respect for anyone who'll do that because I don't want to see anyone stay in an unhappy place mm -hmm. forever is a long time. And so walking away from some of that to the opportunity to be happy, I have so much respect for anybody who does that. That's bold. It takes confidence and strength. Absolutely. From a professional perspective, can you share a little bit about what you were doing? Were you dabbling thing in things earlier in life? Mm. And, you know, what, do you, what are your plans now? What are you doing? Absolutely. So in my 20s, I, was, I had the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So because my husband at that time, my children's father, was away, there was no possible, um, it wasn't feasible to have a job. Who was going to look after the children? And by the time you pay daycare out of that, it makes sense to stay home. Right. So I stayed home and actually did daycare for a little while. We had a play place at my home. When the kids started in school, I started as a barista for Starbucks. Oh, cool. So I worked uh, as a regular barista, uh, opened the first chapter here in Kingston, and then went into the supervisor role, so a team lead for Starbucks. And I absolutely loved Starbucks, loved the community, loved the customers, loved everything about it. But I had a passion for, for something else. So I left my husband, uh, it was my 30th birthday gift to me, hmm. 
And I decided to go to hairdressing school. Okay. It's something that I had always wanted <sighs> to do. You have so many layers. And he, my ex-husband didn't quite see that vision. So I, off I went to hairdressing school, which in and of itself, I was shocked at how hard it was to get into hairdressing school. Not to minimize a stylist or an esthetician, I wanted to go to St. Lawrence College. And I'm from Nova Scotia, I did not have my grade 12 diploma with me. I had my university transcript. Uh, St. Lawrence College wouldn't accept me. Wow. So I wound up going to Marvell Beauty School, so a privately owned school. And I think I was better for it. It was a smaller class, more hands-on, and I learned an awful lot in that place. I went on down the road to own a salon. Good for you. Had a team, uh, loved it. Then I took my aesthetics course. So I've got the hair and the aesthetics, and I was uh, worked into wholesale division. So I was working for wholesale suppliers as an instructor for the aesthetics department. Going into salons, um, if I might be a little honest about it, Brazilian waxing had just come into play. Oh. And I was one of the instructors here in town who would go into salons. Wow, into I salons. bet there's stories in there. <laughs> there is many stories in there. And my current we'll leave husband, them in there. last husband, has said it's like, I don't want to know what goes on behind those curtains. I'm like, no, you do not. I've had an injury come back to haunt me, and I wound up having a shoulder resection. Ooh. So I could only be fixed if I chose to give up the profession. So I struggled with that for about five years, managed to give it up, and then went into retail management okay. in the beauty department. And I thought I was gonna live there forever. I was happy, my sales were always on point. We were top 10 in North America. I was the highest paid manager in all of Canada when you look at all of the bonuses and all the prizes that I would win. And my husband decided that he was gonna clean his act up and he decided to become sober. Oh, that's also great. So with that, I went to our division managers and asked for a little bit of grace and a little bit of time, a little bit of ease in our schedules. This to me, family was super important. And if my husband was gonna go through this journey and do all of this work, I wanted to be by his side. Right. They wouldn't alter my schedule. Oh. So it was the first time in my life that I decided that my values and my family were more important than the paycheck that I got wow. every two weeks. So I gave my two weeks notice. Wow. Without a plan B. Right. Without a plan B. Yeah. So leap of faith, absolutely. I got called back from the same company to go into our wholesale store. Uh, they were struggling with sales, teams were low, and we needed to bring them back up around. So it was logical that I would go back. My husband at this point in the game decided that his plan A wasn't working for him. So he showed up on my doorstep at work and let me know that uh, he quit his job. Great. No plan B. <laughs> so we were really great at having no plan Bs and just taking that leap of faith. Right. And things have just evolved. I've tried many things since that, many things that require me to stand on my own two feet, to have me responsible for just me, no end paycheck at the end of the road. And my girlfriends will say, it's like, we never know what you're gonna do tomorrow. Right. I'm like, you're right, you don't. But I can tell you one thing, I know what's not gonna work. And I know what I didn't like yesterday. Right. And tomorrow's a brand new day. It's a gift that we each have, and I choose to take it 
and run with it. So beautiful. Mm. So as we've talked about, and I've shared with the listeners previously, I like to put my decisions and my thought process and my future vision of myself through a filter. Mm. So, you know, who I was as a child and her thoughts and the decisions she made, and then who I was in the middle, which was, you know, a different person completely, and who I'm still striving to become in my future and what that vision looks like for me. And I call her Daisy, and there's lots mm. of great reasons. What does future Sherry look like? And does she have a name? Is there a vision for her? And, and does any of that resonate with you and the plans that you have for your future? I don't think future Sherry has a name. Okay. I think I'm good with owning who I am okay. today. And I think the Sherry of yesterday would have chosen a different name to escape. And I'm confident and comfortable now with who I am that Sherry works. Sherry works. And I mean, I do have a unique spelling. So it's not like I'm an everyday, just like you, Sherry. We both have Which very is crazy because both our names are Sherry. <laughs> and spelled completely different yes. in not the traditional model. Yeah. So if my name's not spelt in the traditional way, then why would I want to assume something right. else? I do gravitate towards my middle name, which is Delcy. Okay. And it's my dad's mom. It's my grandmother that I was named after. And she was a voluptuous, soft, kind, loving woman. And I think I want to lean into her and everything that she embodied. When you spent time with her in a room, you just felt loved and cared for. And you felt better when you walked out the door. And really, my future self and my today self that's really what I want to do. I want to bring people into that warm fold and I want them to feel ooey gooey good and better for having spent some time with me. I do want to stand unapologetically on my feet. And a good girlfriend has told me that if it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. Oh yes, preach sister. And that is how I choose to live tomorrow and all of the days after that striving for those hell yes moments and leaving the fuck nose behind. That is so beautiful. Mic drop, we can end <laughs> it there. I do have a wrap up question. I'm going mm -hmm. to ask all of my guests. So if you could speak to 25 year old Sherry, what would you tell her? Leave sooner. Ooh, interesting. Leave sooner. Yeah, it's not as scary as you think it is. Right. You'll be fine. That is so good. Such a profound message and so important. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. I sincerely want to thank you for being my first guest on the Encore podcast. This is really exciting. I will share with the listeners that Sherry and I have lots of adventures and collaborations lined up for the future. This is not the last time you're going to hear from the Sherry and Sherry dynamic duo, but we'll leave that for future episodes. And I just want to ask the listeners as we sign off today, you all know I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? 